welcome to episode two of Next Usual Portraits. And today I've got a new person, the person. Uh, his name is Mike. So uh, can you like give a brief introduction to yourself? Like what's popping? What's popping, Mike? Oh, what's popping? What's popping? All right, perfect. <laughs> hey guys, uh, my name is Mike Letty and I'm a 22-year-old portrait photographer and I live in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Um, I've lived here my whole life and I've been photographing for about seven years now. Wow. Seven years. So, uh, wh why did you start like to take photos? What was like, uh, I know you, maybe your inspiration or I know yeah. what was the trigger? Well, when I first started taking pictures, it was actually when me and a group of my friends from high school would visit abandoned houses in around Pennsylvania. And my one friend had a DSLR and I knew nothing about it. I've never, you know, I never did anything with photography before that. And I just asked her if I could play around with the camera or whatever. And I, I ended up loving it for some reason. And here I am today, you know, I bought my own camera to start off. And then years later, here I am two new cameras ahead of time. And a lot of experience under my belt at this point. <laughs> wow. So, so before that, what was like your first, first camera that you've been using? So the first camera I ever got was a Nikon. I'm a Nikon guy. So, yeah. um, it was a Nikon D 5000, um, which is like a cheap, but good starter camera. And then I went up to the Nikon D 7000, which is, um, still a crop sensor, but it's, uh, just as cheap and way better, especially because I was getting into video and everything too. And then now I have a Nikon D750 and I love it. Uh, but you are still doing the like videos like on the side or you are like more into photography, like into por portrait photography or uh, well, how, how does it work for you? Yeah. So portrait photography is like my specialty. It's definitely my favorite um, part of you know, media and production and whatever I do. Uh, but I also do video as well. I went to school at East Strasburg University and I studied photography and video there. And I've always just loved film. I've always been a huge movie guy. Um, the type of guy who will study a, a movie, you know, while I'm watching it. And, um, yeah, I got into video and the Nikon D750 that I have now, it shoots 60 frames per second in 1080p. So that was like a big, win when I got the camera too. I would like to ask, uh, like, what's your favorite movie then? <laughs> My favorite movie in the world is It Follows. Have you ever heard of it? No, never. What is it's it about? Horror, like? So it's a horror movie and it, it sounds really <laughs> weird. It sounds very weird, but it's basically about this thing called it. Like they call it it and it follows you wherever you go at a walking pace. And yeah. the only way you can get rid of it is by passing it on to someone through having sex with them. <laughs> and <laughs> it sounds so weird, but it's like one that's of the weird, top but I like it, 10 you know? horror movies. Yeah. It's really cool. It's, you gotta, you gotta check it out. It, it follows. Yeah. It's called. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but it's like Chinese movie or it's, it's a movie no, made it's, in USA. <laughs> because yeah, you know, from, in the, USA. From the people from China and Japan, they're making those weird movies. About, I oh, mean, I know, yeah. horror, I think. Yeah. So they, yeah. In Asian countries, horror is like, it's really interesting over there. But um, no, yeah, It Follows is an American movie. It's an indie film. Uh, got really criti critically acclaimed, you know, 
critics loved it. And uh, it's just a very smart movie. Like, I think you'd enjoy it. And the cinematography is beautiful. Wow. So, uh, but have you been like to Asia, like in your life? No, but you uh, want never to, in my want, life. You, you want to go there maybe someday? Oh, I would love to. I, I, I would love to travel. You know, I've been to, uh, I was just recently like a year or two ago at Bel- in Belgium for Tomorrowland. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was amazing. And it just, that was the start of me traveling. That was the first place I ever went out of my country besides Canada. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think that to be able to travel the, the whole world and photograph different people, different places, that would just be like a dream come true, you know? Yeah. Um, but you've been like in Belgium, uh, what town? Because I've, I've been like in Brussels and Antwerpen, if you heard of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You've been like in Brussels or where, where was like Tomorrowland? Yeah, and, you so, were, yeah, and you were like with friends or you were alone. You were also taking photos while, while you were traveling. Just right. like, so I, I went, I flew from JFK in New York to Brussels airport mm-hmm. and then Tomorrowland is in Boom. I don't know if you know where that is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, we took a bus there from Brussels airport and mm-hmm. I was with one other friend. His name is Brandon. Uh, we, no one else could come because it was so expensive. <laughs> we were the only people who could afford it. But so it your friend, your friend penny. also was like from uh, USA, I mean, or you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's from New Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey guy. Okay. New Jersey. <laughs> I know a lot of New Jersey guys sitting in Latvia. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you traveled with him and uh, you've been also like taking photos, like, uh, you know, the event and all this stuff. So, or are you just enjoying the festival? I was uh, just enjoying the festival because they wouldn't let me bring in my camera if I wasn't, you know, part of the festival. But I actually recently did photograph at Coachella Music Festival. Um, I was hired to photograph a a YouTuber there and um, she got me a free VIP ticket to photograph her. And it was it was so awesome being in that environment while being able to photograph people, you know? Yeah. It's like a lot of people, like the, the massive crowd, I mean, of people oh, yeah. and it's, yeah, you can get like amazing shots. Uh, I would like to ask like nowadays you're a full-time photographer or you're doing on the site and uh, like how, how also how it works for you. Like maybe yeah, you're so, studying. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, um, so I'm just finishing up school and I was studying photography and video there. But then for the past five years, I have, I am a full-time photographer right now. And how mm. I do it is, um, I'm a part-time photographer at a studio, a portrait studio in my hometown. And wow. then, um, the other half of my work is my freelance business, which, um, I have been doing a lot of recently. So being a full-time photographer is, it's amazing. I mean, to be able to get paid for doing what you love is just a really cool experience. And, you know, it's not always sunshine and rainbows because sometimes it is still work. You have to give the customer what they want. Yeah. But, um, it's, I'm just so grateful that I'm able to do it every day. And uh, are you doing like mostly portraits or fashion or wedding, or I don't know, you've taking photos, I don't know, of mm-hmm. kids or what, what's, what's your like, I mean, you, you, you said that you're taking portraits, but maybe mm-hmm. like you have clients who want like, not like portraits, maybe they want something else like family portraits. Right. How, how? Yeah. So I, uh, I do all different types of portraits. So I, I do family portraits. I do, um, you know, senior pictures. I do, mm. 
you know, pets. I do all different types of uh-huh. like fashion p- portraits, anything. And, uh, I do a lot of video too, for my freelance. Like mm-hmm. I, um, you know, I've recorded a few music videos or filmed a few music videos and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. It's a really, it's just a great job to have. Yeah. And, uh, can you tell like maybe the one story, like weird, awkward, funny <laughs> story from the, maybe from your clients, maybe yeah. like maybe the, just a photo shoot with friends, right? like the story that's like will blown away the world, like, uh, <laughs> like right away. <laughs> the people like yeah, just will so. travel to your city. <laughs> So what happened once, um, when I was working in my studio, um, you know, my photo shoots usually go pretty well, pretty smoothly. Um, but this one that I was in the studio, a client came in and he was, um, get, he wanted senior pictures done and I was his photographer, but he also brought in a chicken, like a live chicken with him. <laughs> and it, I didn't know what to do. Like, I've, how do I pose this person with a chicken? Like for it's senior like it pictures. Works with, all, with all, with all like people, with all objects, but the chicken, but the chicken, exactly. dog, the chicken, and a chicken isn't a dog. You can't really train it. So he takes it out of the cage and it starts flapping its wings everywhere. Feathers are flying all over the studio. It took a dump on the floor. It was just a mess. And I, I didn't know how to do like how it was just so funny to me. I would take a picture and I'd be trying not to laugh because he's being so serious holding this chicken right next to him. And it was just so, so funny. It was weird. <laughs> But, uh, you, you made photos for, for him at, at the end, you, you gave, you gave this client yeah. like a result and what he yeah. said, like, it's, oh, it's, it's okay. Like great editing, like great photos. Or yeah, he was so, also like, like, oh, I don't like how chicken <laughs> flying. Like, uh. <laughs> right. Like there were definitely some pictures where the chicken was like going crazy that I caught and, yeah. uh, I gave him some of them just because like, it's funny and people like that type of stuff. But Um, otherwise I did get some really good pictures for, you know, what the subjects were <laughs> for a person and a chicken. I, the best I could give him, I would say, and he, he liked them a lot. He really enjoyed them. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he purchased some of the photos, which is cool. Yeah. Um, so I would like to ask like, what's your inspiration on Instagram? Maybe I know on YouTube, maybe mm-hmm. like who is, inspires you? Like for sure, like on Instagram, but maybe other social networks. Okay. Like Snapchat, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I would say I have multiple influences of all like different types, you know, mostly their portrait, um, like related, but, um, my, my top inspiration for sure is Steven Gindler, um, who is Cvatic on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just think his work is phenomenal and it just, you know, incorporates so much emotion in what he does. And I think it's cool how he taught himself everything that he knows. I was reading, um, an interview that he did for earth portraits or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he was saying how, you know, he taught himself from tutorials. Like he started off knowing nothing and here he is today. And I think he's so talented, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, he started his, like through like watching the YouTube tutorials. You mean, you mean, yeah, that? I think that's, I think that's what I remember he was saying there. And I thought that was pretty cool that like someone who I think is very, very talented was able to do that. You know, that mm-hmm. there are, that we do have the resources out there. Yeah. And that's all the, the advice I always give to photographers or new photographers is like, if you're trying to start out, like just do your research, you know, figure out what you want to do and do research on the internet of how to go about doing that. Yeah. And I think he's a, I think Cvatic or Steven is a perfect example of that. 
that that score I, I should check him out like I, I will I will check him out um, yeah definitely how, how do you see like yourself in the future maybe as a photographer as a person as a creative as a talent and mm-hmm. uh, many other synonyms that I should <laughs> I don't know you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I think like what my plan is for the future is actually to move out to Los Angeles mm-hmm. which is a very big decision. I thought but, you're um, like, uh, I thought that you're like, for, uh, like in Los Angeles. I mean, like <laughs> from Los Angeles. Yeah, no, I, I'm out there all the time for business, but, um, I want to officially move there by the end of this or a year from this point. Mm-hmm. And I would be living with three other friends. Um, and they all model for me and it's just, they're great people. I've been friends with them for years. And, um, I'm just really excited because there's so much opportunity out there and creative spark. You know, I just, whenever you're out there, you just feel so driven and motivated to like positive, create positive vibes, all this stuff. Positive vibes. Positive, sorry, vibes, positive vibes. Those vibes. <laughs> yeah. those, come to Latvia. I will show you those, yeah, those rainy vibes all the time. Yeah, right. so, <laughs> no, that that's really cool. But uh, you see yourself like a photographer or maybe you will be like in the other creative field. Like if, mm-hmm. if you look like in 10 years perspective, just how do you see yourself? Like it's not should gotcha. be like sp- specific. I mean, gotcha. So I would say like in 10 years from now, I want to be living in LA, being a, f- a portrait photographer with, you know, a, a good, um, personal, you know, business, my own business, photographing the people that I want to photograph and, you know, getting paid for it and just maybe even becoming a director of photography for mm. films, because I think that'd be a perfect job yeah, for me. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I think the opportunities are endless. I, I definitely do want a job like that has to do with portraiture. Um, so I, like when I move out to LA, I'm planning on starting off, maybe working at a studio out there and then working my way up to become established as just a freelancer where I won't ha- I won't have to work at a, a studio for someone where I could just have my own business, maybe my own studio yeah. and just create whenever I want. Uh, I would like to ask uh, about, have you ever been to events like Pursuit of Portraits, maybe Nupco, Nupco, yeah, it's called. Yeah, yeah. So have you been on those events or maybe you would like to be on them? Like where I, they're gathering people and they're shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the Insta meets. Um, yeah, Insta meets. I, I was planning on going to the Pursuit of Portraits one um, at the Coca-Cola sign like a month or two ago, yeah. but I ended, didn't end up going. And I was, I was sad because I haven't been to any other meetup meets because every time there is one, I always already have something planned, but uh, I am, I've been trying to go to one for so long and I would love to just finally be able to do that and like meet other creatives and work with them and, you know, get inspiration from them. And yeah. I just feel like that's such a cool idea, you know, like people, people just, they're like, uh, collaborating between exactly. each other and uh, how that's how they meet new people and get inspired. And like, maybe they create new projects like photo projects, maybe like business projects. Exactly. Uh, but how often do you collaborate, collaborate or how it's, how it should be collaborate. <laughs> Calibre, okay, calibrate. That's the word. <laughs> yeah. Not, so yeah, uh, how often do you 
make a collaboration with uh, other photographers I know, or like mm-hmm. make something together, not with models, but with the other like people who are uh, taking photos or making videos. Yeah. So, uh, I've done a few collaborations with other photographers before. Mm. Um, one is with my friend, uh, Riley Taylor, Rye Tay at Rye Tay on Instagram, Riley Taylor, I think it is on Instagram. Yeah. And he lives out in LA and I was visiting out there and we decided, you know, let's meet up and have a shoot with this one model that we both know my friend Kelsey. And, um, it went really well. It was cool. Like it was just that was like my first like real collaboration with someone that wasn't a model. And, um, you know, I thought maybe at first it would get in the way, you know, two people shooting one person, but it didn't, we just took turns and helped each other out. Like, you know, I held the reflector while he was photographing and he, he held it for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. And, um, besides some other models, I've, I have collaborated with, you know, actors for music videos or short films. I've, just finishing up a short film that I've, um, your short film, like, or you was like helping or like it's you. It's mine. Yeah. Me and my, my friend, Zachary Klein, he, uh, went to college with me and him and I, uh, just finished up like filming for this short film. It's like a short horror comedy film. Mm, uh, Horror comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Horror comedy. So it'll be scary Uh at some parts and funny in others, but Yeah. So we finished up that and it was just cool to be able to work. And my other friend, Thomas, he's a director and I love working with him. And it's just so fun to be able to share your create, create like creativity and creative passion for with others. So yeah, that's pretty awesome. You have there like a lot of creative people. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm lucky. I'm surrounded by a lot of creative people. That's that's awesome. Can you give like maybe free tips or tricks or I know guide? to help people to take better portraits mm-hmm. like, or so, to work with models. I know like the advice yeah. is according to the photos. Hmm. So I guess what I would say is posing is everything. So when you're, when you're shooting, it's, it's better to analyze the situation instead of just click, 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 click by moving around. It's just clicking. So, sounds like a new track. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's just better that, you know, you set up, like find your good angle. What, like what angle does your model look mm-hmm. the best from? Um, some good tips are like that I've learned over the years are, um, guys versus girls. So for when you're photographing girls, you either want to be eye level or above. And that's just because for women, they like the higher angles because it, um, it like Ma- makes hides them their fluffy. Chin. fluffy. Yeah. It like hides their, it makes their jawline look good, look better and it hides their chin. You know, it's just a, um, when, like females you generally like it better from my experience. And like for guys, you want to be eye level or below mm-hmm. because, um, below like makes a, creates a sense of dominance. You know how in superhero movies, yeah, yeah. they'll be on top of a building and you'll see the camera from below. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like those little things. I think posing is everything. Make sure your model's sitting up nice and tall, like just, getting the best angle, like make the model look good. And your photo is going to also look good. I was also going to say like, in it's important that you invest in the right lenses rather than the camera. Like the lenses are everything. And for portraits, you know, that soft focus, that shallow depth of field, that soft focus that you get from, you know, a 1.4 or a 1.8 is, 
it's so perfect for portraits. And, you know, a lot of people ask the question, what camera do you have? What yeah. camera do you have? I have these questions, like blitz questions. Yeah. Yeah. Like a last one. But like, yeah. Yeah. So it's like you got to do your research and you'll learn that the lenses are actually way more important than the camera when it comes to um, getting a certain effect that you want for different types of photography. Yeah. So, yeah, like a lot of people, they are just... Uh, kind of uh, not a little bit blind but they're so blind about if i get this camera i will yo yo i will take amazing portraits and i will get exactly. i will get this youtuber on coachella right away if i use the <laughs> what mike is using you know what mike is mm -hmm. using so yeah that's uh, also uh, i would like to ask because like you started this camera and uh, lens situation i would like mm -hmm. to ask which software do you use Like right, Photoshop so, or Camera Raw, maybe MS Paint. I don't know. Like, yeah. So my favorite, like what I do, my process is I start off importing the Lightroom and mm -hmm. um, I edit on Lightroom mostly. That's like most of my editing where it comes from. And um, I know I've made my own presets that, you know, that I start off with. I, I, every photo is different. So I have you always have to edit differently. And um, but there's always a good starting point on there. So once I finish my colors and my lighting and um contrast and tones and everything in Lightroom. Most of the time I'll bring it into Photoshop and I'll do things there that Lightroom can't do, like a liquify tool or yeah. you know, high pass filter for sharpening mm -hmm. or um you know, like I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, frequency separation. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. Um and so after that, once I'm done with all the final touches on my computer, I like to, I like to also edit on my phone. I think apps are these days are amazing and they can really do a lot of cool things. So after I take it out of Photoshop, I will edit in either VSEO, Snapseed. Snapseed gang. Okay. Yes. Snapseed <laughs> is so good. I love Snapseed. And, um, also Facetune 2, which mm -hmm. is the best, I think like facial, you know, retouching app there is. And sometimes I'll use mixtures, but that's only when I'm um, doing like a very conceptual or emotional, you know, moody kind of portrait. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but are you using uh, Lightroom, like an app uh, inside the iPhone? They also ha have like an app. Right, yeah, they do. I've never used the Lightroom app, actually. I, I use Lightroom in Photoshop on my computer. But um, have you used the Lightroom app before? Yeah, yeah, I'm using all the time. So uh, there is really cool feature that that's, uh, other apps doesn't have, and it's color mix. You should try. And you, it's the same like in, uh, I think, like in Adobe Camera Raw in Lightroom. So you yeah. can take, for example, red color, and then you have this saturation, uh, luminance. Oh, and, really? Yeah, so you can like adjust those colors. That's the case. Wow. So, I did not know that yeah. the Lightroom app has that. Yeah, yeah. That's, you see? Yeah. Oh, so there we you, go. You, you learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, so, uh, like, I'm using, uh, I'm also sometimes doing, uh, like, right now I'm doing those conceptual kind of blogger style photos right. for my Instagram. But uh, I mostly take on iPhone and then I go to Lightroom uh, and then I just, like, use this color mix then i go back to snapseed then after snapseed i go to mixtures 
And then mm-hmm. uh, after mixtures, like on Instagram, you know, they also have the editing stuff. Right. Uh, so yeah, and that's how for me it works. But the Lightroom, I think it's really, really, really good right now. And, and nobody has this feature like color mix. Oh no, yeah. And you also can sense those pictures. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, in Photoshop, do you like... Do you do those, uh, how it's called, like high-end retouching, like you're sitting and covering all these blemishes? If you're if you are mm-hmm. doing for yourself, like for the Instagram, I know. Right. Or you just, because Instagram's like small picture and... Exactly. So, yeah, that's that's a good question. For, for Instagram, it depends on the photo. If I'm doing a very close-up portrait, you know, of just the face, then I will go into Photoshop and I'll do the mask, like the the retouching, that very specific retouching of, Frequency mm-hmm. separation, blemish, you know, cloning, liquefying, sharpening, all that different stuff, dodging and burning. Um, but, you know, a lot of the time you can't even I've, I've done that before for some Instagram posts um, on my personal work. And you can't even really tell the de- like the retouching if it's so if it's too far away. So but when I'm doing something for a client that is not really for Instagram, that they're going to be getting on a larger scale. I definitely do a lot of re- like retouching in Photoshop for that. Mm, yeah yeah mm-hmm. um because like it's it's not the instagram picture basically because some uh people as me if you zoom into my picture you will be really disappointed you know, <laughs> by, by the quality um yeah so uh the last the last question so uh will be but you already said but i want like to say you maybe something more about that so sure. uh, advice for people who want to pursue photography or who want to pursue arts or like, I know, it, mm-hmm. to be like in the entertainment field, creative field, like right. your advice, maybe advices, I know. Okay. I guess what I would say is, I guess what I would say is start off doing your research, you know, and trial and error is also key. I mean, you know, you don't learn unless you try. I mean, you can sit there and read all you want about how to take a photo, but unless you're actually out there photographing, even if it's just on your iPhone, just trying creative things that you think may work, may not work, try it out. Even if it doesn't work, you learned that whatever this was doesn't work and you can focus on other um, techniques. And over time you build up, you know, you learn what's good, you know what works, you know what doesn't. And I think that trial and error and just being right out in the field doing it is definitely the best way to start off. And once you come to the point where you feel like, all right, I want to take this to the next step and do this as more of a, of a hobby, or even if it's still a hobby, just have it be more, um, more often. And I would say, yeah, consistent. I would say definitely do your research on, um, types of cameras and lenses that you should be, that would work out best for you. Um, because, lenses are so important. If you want to be a portrait photographer, you know, that's a totally different lens than what you would want to be doing for, you know, landscapes or sports and different stuff like that. It really just depends on your type of photography. But for portraits, I definitely recommend looking into, um, you know, wide aperture lenses, 1.8 lenses, Mm 1.4. And that way you can get that, um, shallow depth of field that, you know, is so, popular among portrait photographers yeah i mean i i i agree <laughs> i agree yeah. with your advice it's it's yep. i mean it's uh, like 
so important to make a research and also to understand how it works before like you go and like for example I want to take portraits and you say like yeah let's go and you take with the lens <laughs> like with wide uh, angle lens yeah. let's take the portraits bro so uh, yeah so uh, thank you very much for joining the podcast yeah. This was this the is, Mike. This was cool. This was Mike. <laughs> Yolo Mike Squad Deb. Yo, no, yeah, yo. yo, yo. So thank you for listening to us. Uh, and yeah, we will see you soon. Bye. Thanks a bunch. See you guys.